What's good, guys? Happy Friday. Joining me this week is one of my good friends, Michael Fasarski. He just graduated from DePaul Law, and I wanted him to come back on the podcast to share the rest of his journey because when we first spoke on the podcast, he was around three-fourths done from finishing law school. So I told him, I said, hey, once you finish, you have to come back on and finish the story. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Hear Mike talk about his journey, the challenges he had to overcome, and what he's been up to during COVID. So be on the lookout as well on YouTube, under my YouTube channel, Dewan Marrero, to see the full visual of this episode. Hope you all enjoy this episode, guys, and be sure to hit subscribe and leave a review. Peace. Mike, congratulations on graduating from DePaul Law, bro. How's it feel? Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a surreal feeling. It feels great. Um, very blessed. And um, I'm happy, proud. And Michael Fasarski, JD. That, that's a dope name, Michael Fasarski, JD. Have you said it to yourself yet? I have. I've, I wrote it down on paper just to see what it looks like and uh, makes you think about kind of the process of getting to this point. And right. for me, I was just reminiscing on, uh, you know, where I was and what I was doing when I was started law school and, you know, the first day of classes, orientation, the grind, every single hard assignment, every single long night, every single piece of anxiety and stress that came along the past three years. You know, that's what these two letters represent. And um, honestly, I think there's a part of it that hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, it's a lot to process and kind of like what, what it means. Uh, but just, I'm really proud of myself and my classmates for, for how we finished during this time and, and everything we all, the sacrifices we put in to get to where Absolutely. we are. Well, I'm really proud of you, bro, because I've been your friend since 2012. And to see someone continue to achieve all their endeavors and you put your heart and soul into this and then you finish. And then all of a sudden you get hit with this global pandemic. How's yeah. life been for you since this like pandemic been going on? Well, it's been a, it's been something to adapt to. That's for sure. Um, I live with three roommates here. So... Nice. I'm the only one out of all of them that are in, that is in school or was in school. So it was a, it was a unique environment for me to work from home, school from home, finish up school from home. Plus I was working half of the week and just not being allowed to leave the house. I mean, you're allowed to, you're recommended right. not to, but yeah, I've been practicing pretty strictly only going to the grocery store and outside for a walker. And All the essential stores. Just essential stuff, you know, and yeah. trying to stay home as much as possible. It toward, In the beginning, maybe like the first few weeks, it was very refreshing. It was a great feeling to be able to work from home in comfortable clothes and things like that, not have to leave. But towards the end, it got, uh, it got a little, got in my head. You know, my mental started to get clouded you know I was yeah. confused and I 
sometimes lacked motivation to do the things that I needed to do because you're just, you're stuck really here. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people felt this and are feeling we're currently, you know, in similar situation the same way. It, I'm it was hard, but. I'm, no, I, I'm going to echo that, bro, because my workout routine is shot. Like I was amped the first month, then the second month, and the third month just become like super inconsistent. Luckily, the, the gyms are opening back up June 1st here. Okay. Uh, what did they say so far with Chicago and things opening up over there? So <clears throat> the stay at home order goes through the end of May. So at the moment, I believe as of June 1st, things are going to slowly start to open up. The, um, the governor set out a five-phase five plan. And um, we're just going to see how it goes. I mean, there's going to be uh, limitations on the amount of people that are going to be allowed. I, I heard that um, restaurants and bars are going to be able to open up their outdoor patios if they have it while still practicing social distancing. So, I mean, I guess we'll wait and see. That's about 10 days. You got a mask? Pardon me? You got a mask? I do have a mask. Should I put it on right now? You know what? I have a ma I have two masks to choose from. I think it's crazy how people have turned into a stylish thing now. I know. Yeah. And like you, if you go to the grocery store, depending on where you live and if the mask is required, it, it's, it's a surreal sight to see hundreds of people all wearing masks. Uh, when you think about life, normal life, two months ago, you would never imagine such a thing being a possibility. But here we are. It's the new norm. How quickly society, society's norms can change and become the norm. I mean, 2020 is already canceled. I mean, we're still optimistic about the future. But, I mean, December will be here very soon. Then New Year's Eve. Then everyone's optimistic about 2021. Do you it's think nuts. about everything that's happened this year already? Um, it, it's it's surreal. There's a lot of tragedies. There's, you know, I'm sure people individually have personal achievements and things that you know they can they can look back on and be proud of during this time. But generally speaking, it's a very downtime for society. COVID nineteen, the economy, Kobe Bryant, RIP. Like, you yeah. know, there's a lot to look back on and be like, wow, like, why did this happen? <laughs> Um, did you, outside of this, like, pandemic, did a lot of, like, you just cherishing your friends and loved ones much more than ever during this time since you had nothing but time to reflect? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been, I've been doing a lot of video chatting and, uh, with my friends and we have, uh, one of my group of friends with the Moisture House. We actually have. Shout out to the Moisture House. Shout out Moisture House. Uh, I honestly, for, but for these people, uh, doing these Zoom calls 10 weeks in a row. We're going on our 11th week every Friday for Shabbat. We usually host it before quarantine. We would host a Shabbat dinner on Fridays, get our friends together, eat, drink, laugh, talk, have good times, catch up. We're obviously not allowed to do that anymore. So every week now for the 11th week in a row today, later tonight, uh, we get together on Zoom. There's anywhere between 10 to 20 of us we all bring a drink, we all catch up, and we all kind of get through this together. It and pisses me off. for this group of people, what? Yeah, because we were supposed to hang out like St. Patty's Day, and that's when it started. So I'll never forget this. That was, 
Yeah, that was literally my first cancellation of plans because of COVID was our St. Patrick's Day plans, March 15th. Yep, that's, and then the day after the, that St. Patty's Day was when uh, Mayor Lightfoot set down the first restrictions, closing down the path, the parks, and putting out law enforcement officers there to enforce the law. So if you're the really, CEO of, of Zoom, how do you think you probably feel right now? You're just the head of Zoom. If you're like the CEO of Zoom, how do you feel right now? Oh man, I mean, I'd feel I'd feel happy that my my platform is being widely used, but at the same time, uh, and as you've seen, there's been a lot of breaches, uh, yeah. people coming in. So I'd be, you know, a little more cautious of you know how I'm protecting my data and my users' data, because you know while he's he or she is riding a, a high right now that could easily go the other way in, if a massive breach comes out. They're talking about we're gonna may have a second wave. I believe it, man. Um, it's, it's really tough to, it's really tough to create a, an efficient and safe process of how to do this because like you think of it, I think a big reason as to why this lockdown's happening is not because it's going to, um, you know, prevent anyone from getting COVID. I think it's going to stabilize the amount of people going into the hospitals and, and the care physicians and ICUs, because if everyone was out and about, they wouldn't be able to handle it as they were seeing, you know, the first however, however long when COVID just started coming out. So once they open things back up and restrictions are lifted, I do see another spike. I think it's inevitable. And um, honestly, like, I don't know how, if I was a, like a high ranking public official, I don't know what I would do to, you know, what processes I would put in place to do that, to prevent it. It's tough, man. It's, it's so uncertain. Like my job in Europe is uncertain for next season. I don't know when the season will start. A lot of the teams are getting their local talent first, and then they're going to see what budget they have left to pay us to come over there and play. Mm -hmm. And at this time, we know that a lot of people will be getting pay cuts, unfortunately. And there, I don't know if you've been reading, there's a lot of universities that's been doing cuts with sports teams, too. Really? Yeah. I haven't a, heard about a, that. A lot of, lot of schools have been cutting, like, their soccer team, lacrosse team, their well, baseball team. Programs in general. Yeah, and college. Uh, South Carolina, their, their staff for the basketball team all took a 10% pay cut. I'm like, wow. So it's it's crazy out here, um, bro. I it leaves me speechless because, like I said, we've been talking on a day to day, like daily, mm -hmm. and you know we're like, shit. It's a month in, you know, pass by. Two months in, it'll pass by. Mm -hmm. Three months in, I'm getting out of shape. <laughs> now I gotta watch what I eat. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Honestly, if there's one thing this this stay-at-home order in this quarantine has has uh, been a positive light in my life on is my chefing abilities. I've really nice. uh, st stepped it up in the kitchen. You know, not to not to pat my own back, but you know that's all I've had Petra. time not time to do. But that's all I could do. You know, and Staying the beard. Home every day. I love and the, the beard. beard. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Beard's First nice. time in my life I've had a beard. Um, yeah. My quarantine beard and uh, groomed Shout out it. to your barber. Shout out Richie Capricci Salon, Silvio Daku. 
Appreciate you, bro. Uh, you know, changing lives one appointment at a time. I had the fro last time. Well, it was like a mini fro mm -hmm. when uh, we had and a Zoom call last time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's again around that time, and it's Gemini season. So it's time for you. Yeah. Um, Birthday is in June, what day in June? Fourteenth. June fourteenth. Wow. So hopefully things will start to pivot, and we go to a rooftop bar and hang out. Look Sit at outside. Hey, we we go on a walk. You know, get a paper bag beer. I'm down with that because we're like <laughs> we survived the quarantine. You graduated. I did about seventy plus episodes on a pod. It's been I flipped opportunity. It's been my best time to get guests. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for this quarantine, I don't think I would be able to put out quality content with a variety of people. So, in hindsight, it you know we talk about how it like affected us, but it also if you're good at networking and creative. It was a good time for you in the business end too. And and every uh, every single scenario in life, you know, there's two ways to look at it. You can be you can look down on it and just be sad, depressed, unmotivated, or you can find a way to turn any situation into a positive. And I think that's what you and I did here in our own respective ways. Um, and that's all you can do. I mean, like the goal is to be great and to always produce and no situation. I mean, you look at, you look at the Grant Cardones, you look at the, the, the Uber billionaires of the world, like they're finding situations and opportunities in all this. Um, and, and that's, what's going to separate the, the great from the good, you know, yeah. is to be able to withstand any type of, societal pressures or restrictions or closures and find other ways to do what you need to do. And man, that's exactly what you've been doing. What number, what number on the pod are you on right now? This will be episode today. When I release this today, it'll be episode 75. So yeah, episode 75. Uh, and Jack Dorsey, I'm gonna listen to his interview today. He did with uh, Andrew Yang like yesterday. Cause I fell in love with Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter. And he's a billionaire, actually. And just how he's steady trying to find different creative ways to perfect his craft. I'm like, wow. Then I see Joe Rogan, who's podcast, and he signs a lucrative $100 million deal for Spotify. Tell me that. That's why. That's great for him, man. I, I mean, that, there's so much inspiration out there in the world, but we have to be around like-minded peers so we can be inspired and be like, I'm not going to let this pandemic stopped me from living my best life mm -hmm. it's all about what you put your focus on what you put your attention towards and that's what's gonna you know come out into fruition in your life I, you focus on the negative it's going to be negative for you focus on the positives it's going to be positive for you my joke the, oh absolutely iron sharpens iron no doubt um the, the last segment are you guys going to be able to like graduate like in real life or, or is it going to do virtually? Cause I know DePaul normally graduates students in June, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the undergrad goes in June, the law school, our graduation live graduation and originally was supposed to be scheduled for May 16th. So this past Saturday, um, that was canceled obviously. And uh, there was a virtual toast that the deans and the administration put out on that it's not day. The same. It's not it's, the same. It's like not even close. Um, you know, 
when when I first received the news that the school was going to cancel or postpone the, the live ceremony, I was like, whatever. I mean, no big deal. Like this is really, you know, for a few pictures and for the family, um, you know, that that's what the memory is all about, but it's okay. But when it, when that day was approaching that it was supposed to be scheduled, it really hit me harder. And I was really a lot more upset than I was before because, you know, my classmates and I worked really hard these past three years, always, you know, and as, as each year ended our first year and our second year, we saw the third, the three L graduating class graduate live ceremony, cap and gown uh, at the Chicago theater. Like it is a monumental experience and it is the, the tip, the tip of, of your law school uh, experience to, to celebrate yourself and your hard work and with your family. It's, it takes a village. It really does. And, you know, I really, I really would have loved for my village to be there with me to celebrate, but uh, the DePaul has left the door open in terms of a live ceremony. They're saying that they're still continuing to discuss uh, options on how to get people together, when it's safe, how, when, where. Um, there's no news yet. So at the moment, no live celebration. Uh, but what I will be doing is I, I do have the cap and gown. It's actually right there behind me. Nice. Uh, I'm going to take that uh, to my family's house. We're going to go uh, to the city. We're going to go to campus. We're going to take pictures in the gown. We're going to go to Millennium Park, Grant Park, and try to make it as memorable as possible, given the, you know, the opportunities and the resources we had. The Moish House would have probably been there deep supporting you. Moish House is always, always here in spirit. And, you know, uh, one thing I was going to say earlier is with this quarantine, like it, it, it makes people isolated and alone to stay at home. I live with three other roommates and honestly, but for them, I probably would have lost my mind way earlier. Uh, having that social interaction as casual as it may be just kind of keeps, keeps things fresh in your head to an extent and allows you to, you know, be social in a time when it's frowned upon to be social. If it wasn't for Wi-Fi, I probably would have lost my mind too. And, and I think we're very blessed in a way that we could connect with people where a lot of introverts are not able to adapt. Really? Like, how to say this? Like, I take that back. A lot of people are not able to be in a pandemic for three months alone without partying. <laughs> and so when all you do is go out and post for like Instagram, that's shut down. You know what I mean? And, and it's really tough for a lot of us, uh, especially athletes, because we're just under one roof where we can't really go out and work out. And our livelihood depends on our body. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you accept the job offer if you know you're not 100% ready? Because we can't go out and play a whole game and believe that we're going to perform to the highest level that we can. So it's really been an eye opener. And a lot of people have been going through mental health with this too, bro. Yeah. On that, on that note, uh, let's say if you were an NBA player right now and let's say you were in a playoff position and now they're obviously talking about how and uh, when to bring the game back, 
live sporting events back, would if you were a player, would you feel comfortable going to play in a hub city for a couple months, knowing that there's going to be no fans, there's just going to be families and players, but you have to go out and perform uh, to the best of your abilities, given this whole pandemic going on. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to perform. Like if I've been sitting on my ass for three months, and now I'm about to go against the greatest athletes in the world, who probably has a gym and a trainer and a chef, which that costs a lot of money. Not everybody in the NBA can afford to have a gym, like an enormous gym, like LeBron has a full basketball court, mm-hmm. a full lifetime fitness downstairs. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be confident to play, especially there's no fans. Like football season is really uncertain right now because of the pandemic. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough, Mike. The NHL is is planning to come back, and I've listening been listening to a couple players, their opinions on it, and you know, they're saying obviously it's going to be very different. Like when you score a goal, you your the teammates who you're on the ice with at the time, you all gather up, you hug, celebrate everything. You're not able to do that now. You know, you score a goal, it's like okay, skate to the bench, and you know, next shift. Think about football and basketball. Those are those are sports where you know close contact is inevitable. You know, football. Imagine if you're a lineman, you're grunting up against the other guy every single snap. Uh, basketball. If you're in the post, you're driving. You know, there's going to be some some rubbing and some pushing, and that is, I guess, the type of conduct that obviously it's not social distancing, but you know, the, obviously the thing that the NBA and all these pro sport leagues have is access to basically unlimited tests. So they're testing their players all the time when they enter the facility, when they leave to make sure that as soon as anyone potentially tests positive, you know, quarantine yourself, things like that. So, I mean, making the best out of what they can, I guess, but uh, you know, the, I, I feel like the only reason they're coming back is because of how much money is tied up in the ending of all these leagues. Scary. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars is being lost. It is, man. Um, Greed is something else. And, And Mike, who were the people to shape you to be the person you are today? Last question. Question. Um, anyone? Could be any 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 family member, friend, uh, who just helped you to be the person you are today, bro. Well, I mean, first and foremost, my parents. Um, they have provided a tremendous amount of love, support, and guidance my entire life. Um, they've showed me how to live as a good person, how to be a true good person, and you know the personality that they've kind of instilled in me and the morals and the values have, you know, developed into the other areas of my life to allow me to, you know, be the person that I am. Um, it's re- like those, those two are, you know, they're tied for first place. And there, they are, there are so many other people, like all of every single person, I believe, I truly believe that every single person that comes into my life is there for a reason and is there for a purpose that they are what in whatever way I want to look at it. And I choose to look at everything in a positive light and try to see the best out of things. Um, 
I try to I try to take a little bit from everyone. I learn from everyone because everybody's different. Um, so it's it's a hard question to at to answer. Aside from my parents, um, right. it's a village of people. It's the village. Yeah. The whole village yeah. shapes me. Yes. Yeah. No. I. It's something I I'm blessed. I'm, I'm blessed to have a lot of great people in my life, um, and I don't take it for granted. And you know, I, I also live by the mantra: "What goes around comes around." So I try to be the same to others as they are to me, and um, I just try to be great. And I try to make other people great, however, however it may be. Uh, it takes a team. Oh, a good guy once told me, um, I'll keep him anonymous, but I might have shared this with you earlier. It takes one of us to get there. I don't care who the fuck it is, but it takes all of us to stay there. And that, that is, uh, that's some truth. That's some NJ shit right there. Mike, thank you so much, bro, for coming on the podcast. And we actually chopped it up. More it so had a, had a really in-depth conversation. So I appreciate usual, it, brother. Of course. I appreciate you bringing me on again um, to your success, my man. I love you and uh, appreciate you. And Likewise, I'm brother. To grow. What's good, guys? We are back. I hope you all enjoyed this episode with my guy, Mikey V. I am very proud of him continues to put in work day in and day out and the grind doesn't stop as you heard in our conversation so i truly appreciate him coming on again and guys be sure to uh subscribe and leave a review stay tuned for next week peace